0: Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Wednesday Night Live. It's a privilege to be able to come to you from the Father's Church in Dallas, Texas. My name is Ron Crawford, and I am looking forward to what our Lord is going to say to us through His Word today. I think that anyone who is... um, a possessor of any awareness will recognize that the events of this past week have been startling. Um, the horrific massacres of civilians in southern Israel um, this past Saturday and uh, the potential for really a, a not only a regional conflict but um, extending of the conflict into far corners of the world is 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 upon us and we we're very grateful that prayers are being offered by millions of people we're grateful that governments, particularly we're aware that, that the United States has pledged to send funds and send logistics and send weapons and ammunition. We're sending a, uh, an aircraft carrier fleet with our latest weaponry uh, into the Mediterranean. And um, I I know that it's, it's important for us to support um, that nation that is um, so integral to the message of God's love for mankind. Now, I, I was listening to a lot of people um, who were giving testimony as to what they witnessed uh, and what they're witnessing now. I listened to some political folks from uh, Israel and I also heard from a military spokesman saying that uh, shipments of weapons and ammunition are already arriving today. Um, But the main thing for us as Christians is to not become overly emotional but to pray and to recognize that as we have said over the past many months. This is a unique timetable. God has turned the page uh, on on some very important parts of his end time desire. Everything in the Lord is, is recorded and uh, what he has said he's going to do, he will do. And you can tell when segments of that time frame as it adjusts occur and maybe you're a Christian you've never looked at that but there are many many references throughout the scriptures that speak of the various dimensions of the timing of God and the the turning that um, that then God ordains according to his will we've been saying we're in one of these time frames and and it is it is changing things are changing and we're believing for the good but as you well know that whenever God begins to do something the enemy will try to block the momentum to try to dissuade people to try to take the attentions of people off of what God is doing and um it, it happens regularly that way and it, it over history has been very successful. People miss the moment. You know, how many times in the Word does it say things like, when the enemy comes in uh, and then he flees in seven ways? Or whenever you see the testimony of how Jesus ministered, when something new was beginning, when something new was being debuted, Immediately there was said to be a presence of an unclean spirit, which by its very nomenclature would indicate an attempt to block the proper flow. You can look that up for yourself. So, um, I think that while we are uh, outraged by the inhumanity and the blatant disregard for um, just the 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 basic human kindness that was displayed uh, in these days. We must remember that God is in control, and that people will do people things. Sometimes, I've seen people do horrendous things, even in church circles and you think boy the enemy may have had a hand in this but this was straightly what this person desired to do and you know the, the real truth well if you look at Hamas that word means violence you know if you were putting together a political action forum would you would you call yourself violence I don't know I doubt it um, but the agenda for this past weekend was to try to deter ongoing peace processes and to stoke up those that would want to respond to the reaction that Israel will take now. And um, But the point is that... We should be aware of what's going on, not be, not be just the hoy polloi that follows every emotional swing, but first and foremost, we recognize that God has declared things over these days, over these, in this season, and that's the most important thing. This is an enemy attempt that God will ultimately use to deflect and to deter what God wants to do, but it will not succeed. So we do pray for the families, we pray for those that are um, being killed, wounded, or uh, taken advantage of in countless numbers of ways those folks who are innocent, we pray for them that God will comfort and guide them toward his heart. And I believe that we will see uh, some form of an outpouring of the Spirit in the time immediately following this. Let's believe Whatever weapon is formed, God is turning it to the good. And that momentum will swing toward what God has ordained to do. So for us as saints, we need to be in prayer that God will um, give us the strength to keep following him and to not miss what he has asked us to be and to do. And I wanted to direct our attention to a somewhat of a familiar passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Paul is writing to the Corinthian church, but it, it is apparent from verse 8 that he is doing so from Ephesus. And in verse 8 of 1 Corinthians 16 Paul said that um, he was going to tarry uh, at Ephesus until Pentecost. Now what we've studied about Ephesus was uh, that it it was a spiritual uh, hotbed so to speak there were it was a place that was known for idols and for the the production and marketing of idols it was a publicity forum for i don't know how many demonic entities that desired people to worship them of course we know that the temple of diana was there it was some said one of the marvels of the ancient world and um i'm not going to go into extra biblical accounts because again we can we, we we can't really verify them they 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 read real good you know there's a story of john going there and god visiting that temple with an earthquake and that huge icon of diana fell over That's, it could likely have happened, but we don't really know. The only thing we really have confidence in is the scripture. Now, we do know that Paul wrote to the Ephesian church about some really amazing spiritual uh, dynamics. He wrote about warfare. He wrote about armor. He, He wrote about... Uh, principalities and powers and he he spoke so clearly about things that were very deep in the, the the ways of the spirit realm so we're grateful for the Ephesian church for that purpose and um of course, Jesus wrote to um <laughs> He wrote, well, he spoke to John in the first, in the recorded first portion of of Revelation. And he spoke to Ephesus. And you can read that for yourself. But here Paul was, and he was, um, he was saying in verse 9 then, that a great door and effectual is opened, Unto him, um, this door is a mega store which meant that it was a it was an opportunity to reach out in many directions to a wide swath of people, and there was great energy. Um, effectual is energy, so was where we get our word energy, and and I think that word probably um, speaks about momentum and excitement and people being willing to take a step forward. We've experienced things like that. We've experienced the opposite as well. We've experienced the onset of this, we've just experienced the decline of it, and we've experienced the absence of it in places where we've gone. And the Apostle Paul linked this kind of thing in this instance To a door that God was opening. I think, in fact, I know that we are in this kind of forum as saints. There is a stirring, there is an anticipation, there is a willingness to go forward. There is a a willingness and an excitement and an energy, an atmosphere to receive in various parts of the world and in fact you know the the trip that is coming up into Brazil we had a planning meeting for that yesterday with our Brazilian brethren many of them not all of them and there is an excitement the people in one of the churches is already engaged in a 40-day fast so that this is what they said that they will be ready to receive what God is bringing to them through the saints. Now, that is amazing. That that is amazing. And we commend their willingness to submit themselves before the Lord in that way. But there is a great and effectual door open. Not just there, but in other places in the world. And in fact we've got to be a people of prayer we we have to step it up and discover um positional prayer and apply it tactically before the lord in ways that maybe we've in ways that maybe we have not in the past and um I'm going up for a couple of days to flying into Pennsylvania. I'm gonna be meeting with intercessors from um, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia. We're gonna be revisiting what God began to do there and continues to do, but what he began to do there in miraculous ways before the COVID shutdown hit. And one of the things that I'm wanting to see happen is to gain an alliance with these precious people who we know um, to be a an additional force of agreement and prayer for the things that we as saints are doing. If you can get people who have a hunger for God and who believe in the message to join in prayer, even though they may not be Exactly in the the inner flowing of the circle of the saints, that is that is a wonderful thing for them to share in, but it is also a, a wonderful benefit uh, in in agreement before the throne. And um, we've we've done this with our our European allies and uh, with our African allies in that great network that's hosted by Pastor Faladin. and we believe that there is benefit for them and there is there is certainly benefit for the kingdom and there is certainly benefit for us as we go forward so just for those of you who uh, heard me say that here in our church I will be back on Sunday so don't think, oh, this is a great time for vacation. Pastor won't be here. I'm fly- Hey, look, if I can get up and fly in here before sunrise on a Sunday to be at church, that's all I'm saying. So we look forward to having a great report. Sunday will be a triumphant day in a number of ways for us. But be remembering me as I travel and... um It'll be good to be back in The the homelands of Pennsylvania But um, my purpose there is spiritual. I don't really have family there anymore So there's no sporting game. I'm going to want to go to or anything of that nature. This is totally a spiritual adventure so um, We'll see you Sunday. Please be praying for me in the meantime so what was Paul's? Uh, oh, he said that there were many adversaries to that. We've preached on this many of time. But this is in a kaimai, which means the enemy was trying to disrupt Paul's commitment to his calling and where he was ministering at that point. And this kaimai is all about your commitment to placement. It's it's. Um, etymologically connected with the Old Testament, sum, S-U-W-M. We often talk about that. But this is your commitment to where God has placed you. Paul said, I am set for the gospel. He used this term a lot, but it was always about what his mission was and his commitment to his mission and to those who were also called to serve in specific places, in specific ways for that mission. and. This is what Paul said was under attack in the presence of that door. But then we come down to verse 13. And here is the five-fold declaration that I mentioned earlier. Uh, and in the in the primer for the broadcast, which is written, um, it advertises this. So Let's take a look at it. What do we do in a time frame that is unusual, that the Spirit is moving, but there's opposition? What what do we do? Well, first of all, watch. This is our word, Gregorio. And this really means to be alert and to remain active in your marketplace. This doesn't mean to stay on Fox News and CNN and the Jerusalem News and Elijah List and all the other Internet outlets just hanging on every word that's coming out of Israel. This, this, This means to stay alert and active in what God's asked you to be, how He's asked you to intercede, to be sensitive to what the Spirit may be saying, to take authority in that, to, to be functional in the zone that you are called to serve in, and in the way you're called to serve. That's so important. Remember, Jesus upbraided his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane because he told them to watch. And I'm not condemning those men. That was an incredible moment, of all moments. But there was so much going on in the spirit realm, so many demands that they could have served the kingdom in. And they they surrendered that place. Weariness came. um, Troublings came. Fears came. Unimaginable. Uh, spiritual influences were were obviously in effect there. They, according to the scripture, they affected the Lord. But no matter what's going on, we need to be faithful. Functioning in um, in our place, and that could mean a lot of things. That could mean you staying current with what God is. Relating to the Saints Network. And I don't know how much easier we could make this for anyone. Even if you think I talk way too long. You can go on to Spotify or other places where this is taken to. And you can double the speed. You can even go faster than that. But I, I don't think you can really discern a whole lot. But stay current. Not that I'm any great shakes. But at least know what everybody else is is hearing, and come into alignment with that scripturally. Oh, you don't know how busy I am. My life just overtakes me. You can listen to this in your car. Hopefully, you put a position that you can concentrate more fully. Now uh, you can. You know, I get up really early in the morning, and I I pray, and I. I go through a lot of. I go through emails from people. I answer requests from pastors. Um, I I I'm I try to ignite myself into the realm of the Lord, and to spend time with Him as well. And um, I I don't know how else to say this. You make time. For what's important to you. And no matter what other things are going on, priority one with no um, close competition should be, what has God called you to do in serving him? And for saints and for every Christian, that should begin with intercession. You have the greatest tools God could give in diversities of tongues, interpretation, in the Word of God. My goodness, the resource we have available to us through the Word. I remember back to how long, how difficult it was to study and compare scriptures when we just had the written, the hard bound book. Now you had concordances in the back. When Strong's was available to everybody, my goodness, that was revelatory. I remember ordering several boxes of Strong's and distributing to them to my youth group and teaching them how to, you know, you know how Strong works, teaching them how Strong works. And their parents were astounded because they'd never heard of anything like that resource, even though it's been around for a while. But it was basically relegated to quote-unquote higher learning circles. But today, and I've said this a million times, and I'll say it another million, probably. That's an exaggeration. We've got a resource that we can carry around with us on our phones, our iPads, on our computers, where we can just pull up research in the Word that in former days would have taken hours, even days. You can do it in a couple of minutes. We have no excuse. So that's your exhortation. That's watch. And we have to do that. We have to do that. And here's another thing, no matter how you might be wearied, no matter how the enemy might have thrown things in your way, no matter how a discouragement may have come as you stand on behalf of that rod of the Lord, which we talked about on Sunday, from Isaiah 42 and Matthew 12, you can still pray in the Spirit. That's one of the beauties, the diversities of tongues. You pray in the midst of Every me- Any measure of uh, weariness or misfunction, you can pray exactly what the Spirit wants you to be partnering with God in, in before the throne. That's what the Word says. So study and pray and stay current with what God has very easily made available to you well I don't phrase that right it wasn't really easy to make this available but um, it is for you it's available in a very easy way so utilize it second it, this is a weird phrase in King James quit ye like men this doesn't mean to stop because men can't be relied on <laughs> you see those men over there they quit all the time that's not what this means it means to demonstrate a measure of maturity in your placement be firmly established there this would equate with the KMI reference but even more stand in that gap don't go AWOL don't run away don't disappear sometimes people say well no one will ever know well there's someone who will know First of all, that statement's not true. We all recognize when crucial people in our remnant are missing. And we don't send lots of cards and say, oh brother, how are you doing? You know, be like men. Wake up and serve and stand. When you've done all to stand, stand there. Be mature in it, you're not babies. This is something we need to recognize. And, Pastor, you sure are being hard. No, I'm not. I'm just reading what Paul said and what the Spirit anointed him to say and what the divine author, author inspired inerrantly to say. So, we need to watch, quit, you might, uh, men. Oh, I skipped the second one. How would I do that? I'm getting so excited here. I've got a micro, a microphone right in front of my face that's the size, the diameter of my face and I've got the screens blaring and I've got this overhead West Virginia light beaming down on me and it's hot up here. I'm not making excuses, yeah, I am making excuses. Stand fast in the faith. This is your stationary, staco, uh, in what God has called you to do at the right hand of the throne. So, in a way, this second one, the first one was Gregorio, the second one is to represent your place at the throne, what God has given you as the amen, and you stand, you don't give up on that, you hold on to that, and you're faithful before the Lord, and then you act in maturity in your placement on earth. Oh, I can't believe I missed that. But thanks for some of you catching that. You were saying it, and I don't know how I didn't hear you across the miles. Hey, pastor, you got him him out of sequence. You missed the second one. Well, maybe, yeah, I did. I fully admit to that. But maybe God is going to use it to cause us to remember. So the first one is to stay current, to stay active. The second is to remain before the throne at the right hand and hold fast, to what God has committed you to do as an intercessor. Third, be mature. Don't, don't um, become devalued back into babyhood. You know, You know, the Lord talked to his disciples about this. Paul talked to people about this. He said, you ought to be representing the oracle as teachers, but yet you want the milk again don't let yourself devolve into that. You've got to stay active. You've got to stay in commune as an intercessor before the throne knowing your heavenly responsibility and appointment and you've got to stand where God has called you. Now, how do you be strong? Well, you remember that what you're doing is based upon what God has called you to do from the throne. And this be strong here is a krateo, kratos derivative, and it really speaks about the authority of the throne itself. Remember, we have broken down those progressions and lined them up wherever they're mentioned. We even went into the Old Testament and lined those up. So we know very clearly from a study of the word that this is the power of the throne. You represent the throne of God if you're doing these things. And um, that's the essence of our calling. So then we also have the admonition that all things be done With charity. Agape. All things. How many things? All things. Read that again, brother. Tell me again exactly what it says. All things. Did you hear that, saints? All things. What about all things? Agape. To be devoted passionately to the purpose of God. Uh, The overall calling of what God is doing. And let that be your motivation. Let that be the compelling influence of who you are. And these are our words. There's five of them. Well, how does it fit with the fivefold, Pastor? Well, you figure it out. But I will say one thing: the the Gregorio, that staying active and current, and as much I would say, and 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 remain in prayer, that would have to be pastor. That, that would have to be the 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 place where you are called to serve. You know that that accountability that. Um, communal nature in the Lord. The church should be praying in diversities of tongues, according to Paul's list. They should be growing in their gifts, and they should be um, following as the Spirit guides, the, the changes, the changing of the hands. Those three things are part of that pastoral emphasis. So, I think that this first one would have to be that. But then, if you're talking about the right hand of the throne, you're talking about taking your stand, you're talking about the power of the throne, and you're talking about the agape, that's the thing about the mind of Christ. You know, there there are five factors there, but they... They so influence one another. So somebody might say, Oh, I think it's this. And then somebody says, Well, I, I got these five. And then there's confusion. Or or I'll I'll say, Well, here I think this is the fivefold. Then somebody will say, Well, Pastor, what about this? The point is that there's five of them. This is what God's counsel to these people would be. And and I believe that it might be a good tactic for you right now to process which one of these is evangelist, which one of these is is prophetic, which one of these is apostolic, which one of these is the teacher. The teacher is often the mo if you just look at it, the easiest to find because it is the wellspring of information. So out of those four, where would that be? Where do you get your information at the throne? Why, my by cracky, it's the right hand, isn't it? That's all I'm saying. So let's uh, let's be faithful and be in prayer in this season. Don't anybody fall away. Um, be like mature ones, mighty men and women. That's what you are. Spend time with the Lord. Spend time in His Word. Stay connected with what God is sharing from His uh, his Word to the saints. Doesn't mean you can't be aware of what everybody else is saying. To me, though, sometimes that's confusing because people with anointing could say, this is the Word of God for you today. And then you get, wait a second, I thought pastor said this was the Word of God. You know one of the things about most ministries is they is they're um, they're piloted by people who are really forceful people usually, and they have an anointing and they have a group <clears throat> that should be aligning with them but when you when you start mass evangelizing and you you are needing financial support, and a constituency, sometimes uh, they would make it seem that their word is the only word. We here at the Saints Network recognize that the saints are a remnant. We're part of the church, thank be to God, but we have a unique calling. And there's always that suction that would try to draw saints back into the ways of the general church. We bless the church. Many people have been called to serve as saints in that unique identity, but few choose it. And um, I'm grateful for those who do, but recognize that there are different parts of the body. If you're called to be a saint, be a saint. And the, the beauty of what we do is that we base everything we are on the Scripture. So anybody in the general church who carries their good old Bible around, the red letter edition, should want to know more about the Scripture. Now the challenge comes, like there was a major prayer ministry that swept through the center of the country and touched many parts of our country, touched many parts of the world. I'm sure it's still operative. but. You know, when we started to see that God wanted us on our face before him, and we started to see as and Shaha as main things that God looks la- at and demands, and we began to see how that in the book of Revelation, the enemy will try to employ that for himself. This major ministry banned people from praying on their face face. I understand why logistically, because there's some people that have the dream ministry. They ministry they minister in Wessalalia and they they take the opportunity to doze off when they're laying down and they could populate prayer rooms. I understand that. But to just carte blanche say none of this, woo, you're taking away something that God loves and he looks for. So if you see something in the Word Do it. Let tradition go out the window if it goes against what the Word says. So anything we do, we make available to the Word. We don't ask money for it. It's not ours. God freely gives it to us, and we want more and more of it. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. That was a hymn that um, I remember I did a duet with Tammy that one time on an offertory. That's, That's a joke. At, that's that's a joke. that's a country western song. but anyway, we do like and love the word and we want more revelation. it's it's our meat, we need it. and um, we've we've got to have it um, and and so anybody in the church who totes around the Bible who who is honest would say, hey, Look at this. Now, some people will see it and they'll try to explain it away. But in the mouth of multiple witnesses, if the Spirit says something, you better not be on the side trying to explain away what God's saying. So, let's be what we are. Let's recognize the moment. Let's be faithful. Let's not be driven away by... Emotion or any other types of things. And and what I was saying about. You can. It's okay to be aware of what other people are saying. But not to the expense of what God's called you to do. Not what I've called you to do. What God has called you to do. And um, I know. That. This is what we need to do. In these days. In prayer. So. God bless all of you. And uh, I pray that your day will be wonderful in His presence. And that um, throughout these next days, let's believe for, uh, let's be in agreement with these brothers and sisters who are fasting right now for what you have been given responsibility to give them. That's their words. If that doesn't put a demand on you, I don't know what will. It sure stunned me in a good way. Um, and let's be faithful in prayer. We'll look forward to being together on Sunday. And until then, God bless and goodbye.